Empire. Welcome to In the Clubhouse, a podcast dedicated to the Washington Nationals and Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Richard. In our first episode of 2022, I sat down with Johnny DePuglia, Vice President and Assistant General Manager of International Baseball Operations for the Washington Nationals. It was a really great conversation. I hope that you enjoy the episode, and don't forget to review, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Hi, Johnny. Thanks so much for joining me tonight. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Sure. Thanks for having me. Sure. So to kick things off, I just kind of give our listeners, how'd you get your start in uh, baseball? Well, I've been playing baseball since I was probably six years old. Uh, Played uh, down in Miami, Uh, played high school baseball at American Senior High School, then went on to play. Uh, junior college baseball, which only lasted a year. Uh, then I started coaching high school baseball uh, at the alma mater that I went to. And then I got a uh, associate scouting job in 1990 with the St. Louis Cardinals. And from there, I went on to uh, become full-time in 1993. And I've been uh, full-time ever since. What, are, what attracted you to come over to the Nationals from Boston? Uh, the number one attraction for me was Mike Rizzo. I worked with him a little bit in Boston and, uh, I liked the quality of the person. Uh, I liked his, uh, old school mentality, which I'm a big believer in. And, uh, I don't like to be, uh, micromanaged. And he was a person that said that he trusted in my ability and let me go do, you know, what I do best is, uh, scout, go out there and try to find some, some prospects for him to, make his job a lot easier. When you came to the Nationals, what were some of the biggest challenges in building the the presence in Latin America for the Nats? Uh, the biggest challenge was to get the trust from the ownership due to the fact what happened uh, with the prior regime. Um, so we had some, some obstacles to overcome. We didn't have a lot of money in the beginning to sign players, but we were able to uh, find guys for, for minimal money and and from there on, they gained our, you know, gained um, our trust. And so far, you know, since then, the relationship has been uh, very well. They've, they've really supported my department. From a scouting perspective, um, what makes the Nationals so successful in located, locating great uh, talent in, like, the Latin America, Caribbean region? Uh, it's the people that we have working for us, the area scouts in all the different countries. It's a, It's a... It's a, a lot of veterans and uh, with, with a mix of young guys that learn from the veterans. So, you know, without the area guys finding the players and then the cross checkers going in there and, ident- you know, making sure, putting an exclamation point on what they see and then allowing me and Mike uh, here to come in and, and figure out the, the value of the player. Uh, the, but the main reason why we're good is because of the area scouts. Mm-hmm. 
Um, now that, you know, obviously the Nationals have had some, you know, been successful in scouting, what are some of the biggest challenges you think the Nationals and Major League Baseball are facing in that market? And especially we're in a time of COVID-19. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, the biggest challenges are, uh, you know, obviously we're in a we're in a labor pause right now, trying to figure out how we're going to, we're going to proceed moving forward, whether it's going to be a draft or we're going to continually doing what we're doing. Uh, my preference is to continue to do what we're doing. I've been doing it for 27 years. I have a lot of contacts in those markets. Uh, you know, we have a little bit of an expertise because of our, of our failures in the past and the years that we've been in the market uh, to put everybody on the same level playing field for me is not beneficial. Mm-hmm. And that's just my opinion. But uh, the COVID situation obviously has hurt us a little bit due to the fact that kids didn't play in 2019. So when you have a young man that stops playing baseball for a year, it kind of hurts their development a little bit. And the elimination of two teams uh, per organization, at least, uh, also helps the development of the young line player. How, how do you how have you adapted to those changes? I pretty much adapt to anything. Uh, try to stay positive. Uh, if I if I get to a field with my scouts, I think we could we can identify the best player on the field and 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 let us try to you know do the best that we can to to sign that player for the Nationals. But I, I always try to stay positive regardless of the situation. What do you think of some of the players that the Nationals came to agreement with on this past Saturday within the signings? Well, anytime you can get a a premium position player, center fielder, shortstop, catcher, mm-hmm. uh, with a skill set like like the kid we got, uh, Christian Vaquero, uh, I mean, you like to put a guy like that in the pool every year. So, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, guys with that kind of skill set, you have to jump on them early you know obviously the investment's a little higher than than the norm but you know the the most important thing is figuring out what kind of makeup he has you know that's the area scouts did a you know really good job with that um he's got bloodlines his father was a olympic judo uh, performer his mom was an olympic swimmer for the cuban national team so you know he knows what it takes to to get up in the morning and compete and prepare for your trade what stood out to you with uh, with regards to Christian? Oh, he's an extreme athlete. He's, you know, he's 6'3". You know, when we first probably met him, he was probably 6'1", about 155, but he's grown into his body. He's probably about 6'3", 185, maybe 190. He can still run. He's never run any slower than a 6'5", and a 60. I've seen him at 6'3". He's got a plus throwing arm. He's a switch hitter. Uh, he plays center field. He's got, he's really good out there. He roams, you know, covers a lot of ground. Uh, he loves to play. Uh, he, he, those guys are hard to find, and you gotta, you gotta jump on them when you see them. Um, I kind of want to know what is your scouting uh, on Elian Soto, and wh- why wasn't he signed on Saturday? Well, he's for next year. He's not okay. a, yeah, he's not a guy that's eligible this year. Gotcha. Uh, you know, Elian Soto, Elian Soto, obviously, is a brother, Juan, who, mm-hmm. you know, who's who's a national we signed years ago. Who's one of the better hitters in the game. Uh, you know, he got bloodline. He's left-handed hitter. 
he's 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 a little bigger than than Juan uh, as far as uh, strength wise compared to what Juan was. But uh, yeah, we're you know we're, we're it's it's a year away from when we're able to sign him, so it's it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's a verbal kind of deal, like verbally committing to a university, and you know, so it's, there's still a lot of time for that to happen. But we're you know we're excited to have him, you know, excited to be part, you know, wanting to be a national, which mm-hmm. is always a good thing. Yeah. So there was definitely that, I want to say confusion, or there was reports that, you know, he's, he was, you know, committed to the Mets uh, or not that he was committed to Mets. He was showing up in Mets gear on videos. And now the nationals are kind of, you know, quote unquote, unofficial committed. Do you, would you, would you like to shed some light on that situation? Have you seen pictures of me when I was a kid? You see me in Yankee gear, so it, it really <laughs> it doesn't matter. I mean, that's all that's all hearsay. Don't worry about that. And you know, let's hopefully a year from now he can you know ink, sign on the dotted line and become a national, start his career here. But there's still a lot a lot of time for that to happen. I want to just little backpedal with and t- with you to talk a little bit about uh, Juan. Obviously, he's become such a great star. Um, you know, you obviously saw something kind of, you know, jog your memory a little bit and, you know, think back to that time. What really stood out for you? I was always a professional hitter. He just understood, you know, what it takes to be a good hitter. He would, you know, hit the ball, foul pole to foul pole, line drive. He wasn't trying to hit the ball over the wall. He deep counts. He wouldn't swing at bad pitches. Uh, very high IQ towards the game. He knew the history of the game. Uh, it, it was just, it was different. You know, like I said, he, I always say this, but it's, he was a dog playing checkers. You know, he was just, he's, he's one of those guys that you don't see, you don't see too often. And you, when you see something like that, you, you recognize it. And cause the other skill, his other skills were lagging behind, but the bat was definitely a different, a different part of the game than I normally see at that age. Awesome. Well, I wanted to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me tonight. I really appreciate it. Um, Okay. Thank you so much and have a great day. You too. Be safe. You too.